Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Friday, 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 uh, November something. I don't have my watch on. My watch is over there. Uh, November 19th, I think, 2021. Let's go with November 19th. Let's try that for today, see how that feels. Everyone on the podcast and listening to the audio-only version, welcome to you guys. Hopefully, you have having a good run. Today in Chicago, it was cold, about 30 degrees from my run, maybe at the 32, like a freezing point, but chilly, but not too terribly windy. Uh, and I did have my second leg of the Ekaden relay today at 10K. It went pretty well. My legs felt terrible, I got to tell you, but got the run done and overall feeling pretty good about it. A good way to kind of like, that's probably my last hard, faster than marathon effort workout. I think I'll do a couple of stuff, a couple of things before um, CIM during the taper, but it's kind of my last week of work, um, and that 10K time trial definitely kicked my butt, or it feels more like a punch in the gut. I'm still really tired <laughs> from it earlier today, so hopefully you guys are out there having a good run and uh, getting it done. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Everyone listening uh, and watching on YouTube after the fact, welcome to you guys. I don't have my afternoon coffee. I just kind of, I'm in a little bit of a rush today, so... Um, I'm not as set up as I normally am. I didn't even really get to eat much for breakfast or lunch today, so I'm kind of hungry. And unfortunately, it's not a mukbang day. Today, today would have been a really good day for that. But I'm here now with you guys, relaxing, feeling good, and I'm very happy to see you all again. Check out this shirt. I got, um, I ordered, it's from Rabbit. So it's got like a Rabbit logo on it right there. Um, and on like the bottom part too, there's like a little Rabbit logo. And it was one of those from like, it's like a, you can go hiking in it and you can go running in it or you can just wear it around. And uh, I put it on, I tried it on yesterday and it was so warm. I think I'm just gonna be wearing this shirt all, all winter long. Full disclosure, I did buy it myself um, and I'm very happy that I did. Last year they came out with something very similar and I remember looking at it, I'm like, mm, it's kind of weird. Maybe I will check that out. And then by the time I went to go try and buy it, it was sold out. So like as soon as I saw it this year, I bought it, and I got to say, I'm really, really enjoying it so far. All right. Let's see who we got in the chat today. Leona says, can't stay, but thanks, Mike, for recommending the RC Elites version 2. It felt great for a 19-miler today in preparation for CIM. Awesome. Very cool. I'm glad you're liking them. I'm going to take them out for a run, my last long run on Sunday. Um, hopefully, I don't know. My legs are feeling pretty not great right now. I mean, they feel great, but they're just tired. They're feeling the load. So we'll see. I think I'd like to go 17 or 18 on Sunday. I don't know how many marathon pace miles I'll put in there, um, but I am going to go out in the RC Elites. I'm leaning heavily towards that shoe right now for CIM. Uh, Frank says, I'm thinking of putting some scratch in a couple empty applesauce packets to put in my pockets in addition to the gels for the race. Is this a good idea? Scratch in a couple, like just like fluid mix or scratch? Do they, does scratch, I don't think scratch makes gels, do they? Um, I don't know how you, how are you going to carry that, Frank? I need some more information on that one. That's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, Jeff has some questions too. He's like, he wants to know, are you going to make it stronger to mix along with water stops? Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. Like, is it going to be concentrate? Are you going to make a gel out of it or are you going to, I think having it and then mixing in like a water bottle as you go, could be a good way to store it, but they also make it little, you know, sachets, the little packets of it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I understand, Frank. Ines says, hi, Kabuzi and everybody. What's going on, Ines? Hope you and your dog are well. Hope Emma's doing well uh, in addition to that, too. Stevie76 says, yo, what's going on? What's going on, Stevie? 
And Ray, Sergeant Ray's here, says, hello, everyone. Rest day for me, only running to the refrigerator. That sounds nice, especially because I'm very hungry right now. <laughs> All I could do is, uh, I'm definitely just thinking about food. <laughs> uh, Terry says, good evening. Welcome, Terry. How are you? And Lucas H. says, hello, my running friends. Awesome. JC says, hello, as well. Luis says, yo, what's going on? Just passing by to say hi to everyone. Had a blast with Martha on Rancho La Puerta. Say stay, stay safe, everyone, and back to work for me. That's so cool that you guys got to run together. That's amazing. Awesome. So, so awesome. Very, very cool. Um, today, I was listening to, on my warm-up and cool zone, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Allie on the Run Show. She had um, Mrs. Space Cadet. Are you guys, you guys, most of you guys are probably not on TikTok. I just started looking at TikTok a little while ago. She's, this per person is huge on TikTok. She's very funny um, and just a very relatable runner. And she just raised, already she's at like, she's raised $76,000 for the Michael J. Fox um, Foundation, running New York City Marathon. She's on the Today Show afterwards, like the day after. Like so is it still the Today Show? The part when like Hoda and um, Jenna Bush are on there, that part. I think that's when she was on. I think I think it's still the they call it third hour or something like that, um, but she's very very um, became very popular as a runner over um, the pandemic, and uh, she was it was just a really good conversation to listen to. And I just felt like um, that was a great podcast where I felt like I was just listening to a conversation between some like two of my friends. No, they're not like I don't know either of them, um, but I just felt like I was listening to a podcast with two friends. It was really great to to have that and just to be able to enjoy it and. It reminded me of like the time we have here where it's just like all like we're just friends and hanging out and just really enjoyable. So I'm feeling very thankful for you guys today. Uh, Jonathan Crossy says, good morning or afternoon, everyone. And good morning to you, Jonathan. And Antonio says he's got a 10K race tomorrow, a 17-mile long race on run on Sunday. That sounds kind of like my like today and then Sunday. What's your long run distance this weekend? Oh, okay. Yeah, I already we already went over that. I'm behind in the chat. Uh, I think I think I think I'm gonna go with 18. I like 18 more than 17. 17 sounds short for some reason for a long run. 18 sounds like a good number. But then once you get to 18, you're like, might as well round up, just an extra mile and out and back, and you're at 20. But I'm like, 20 seems like a lot. I don't know. Um, all right. Cuddle says hi all. We're having temperatures of 35 degrees Celsius. That's hot. That's super hot. Uh, we're not anywhere near that here. Uh, Trevor Holtzman says, I'm slowly converting my entire wardrobe to rabbit. Um, I feel like they've really stepped it up past couple of seasons. Like the stuff that they're making is really good. I'm really enjoying the stuff. I've enjoyed the stuff that they had before, but it was very like sheer before, which I feel like is very functional, but I just didn't, it wasn't, I didn't like it as much. Now I'm just feeling, I mean, I don't, I, I've, I don't think I've spent much time with their casual collection, like their cotton tees or their cotton, like, um, uh, tank tops, you know, that they make. Uh, but, like, some of the other stuff that they, they sent me a bunch of stuff before Chicago Marathon and all, all, a lot of the stuff that I had picked up myself. And I did just place an order for a bunch of winter stuff. So that review will be coming soon. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they're, they're really and hit, hitting their stride, to use a running uh, metaphor. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like they're, they're doing some really good things right now. Steve76. Uh, what did the rabbit give his girlfriend? A 14 carat ring. Where, do I still have that? There we go. I still. Gosh, I wish should have used that like so many times yesterday. But loving, loving the dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Jonathan Krause said he had a shorter kettlebell swing and upper body stability session outside in the sun to create a little muscle tension activation before Kamala's long run. Interesting to see if that has an impact. Oh, okay. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Is the outside in the sun part, like part of the activation? Is that it? Or is it just the, the kettlebell swing? I've never picked up a kettlebell before. I, I have no idea what that's all about. I remember seeing one time, this was like years ago before kettlebell got big, like there was a bunch of people doing a class like along the beach and I was just like, what is going on over there? Like, I don't, I'm like, I don't understand this. Like people are working out funny. And then like two or three weeks later, I saw kettlebells everywhere. I was like, oh, that's what's up. But I never, I never tried it. Inna says, I like the shirt. Can you get the rabbit clothes in the UK? I'm not sure actually. Um, yeah, what my concerns with this shirt were that like it's kind of like it's kind of flannelly, it's kind of like western-ish, you know, and then there's button pockets up here too. Um and I was worried that they were going to look too much like kind of like um like a glitter cowboy kind of shirt, but it it works. It works. Everything they're all all the buttons are like um just pull open buttons. So like on the shirt everything pulls open. So it's really nice. The phone you can't close it, but like if you're like wearing shorts that don't have a good phone pocket, you could definitely tuck the phone in here. I tried that today um, as I was just walking around the house. And it's just very comfortable. I'm screen sharing it right now. Uh, Jeff Ellie says, I'm wearing my path hoodie and never want to take it off. The one that, um, so I, I like all the path long sleeves and hoodies. The Cascade, the one with, it's like a Cascade long sleeve, but with the hoodie, that one is really comfortable when it's just a little bit cool. And then the one with the watch hole, the thicker one, that is another item that I basically live in like all winter long. So like I've already decided like, I don't know, I think I'm getting less and less good at dealing with cold temperatures, but like I've decided I'm like, I'm just going to wear layers like crazy this winter and uh, you know, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm just going to wear all the clothes all the time. Uh, even if I look ridiculous, but I'm going to be warm this winter. It's like, I I'm resolving to be warm. Uh, and, and, and comfy. That's what, that's what it is. Um, Jeff Elliott says, do you have any issues with hamstring soreness when you try to get a better forward lead while running faster? Uh, I don't think I've ever had that. The only time I've ever had a hamstring problem was when I was trying to do workouts earlier this winter, like last winter, like earlier this year, calendar year, um, and I slipped on some ice. That tweaked my hamstring hard. Um, that really messed me up. Other than that, I feel like my hamstrings are usually in not the the area that bothers me. Um, when I'm trying to do faster running, it's the Achilles that'll bother me. And then, you know, my knee that I always have, like the right knee, which is a little bit weaker uh, of my two knees, like that one will start to get a little bit creaky. And so, like, you know, those are like the two areas that normally um, I get affected. Um, Jeff says it's because he's not injured, but it's noticeable, and it's been like that for a few days. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, hopefully that resolves for you. Uh, but I, I can't say I've ever had that. Uh, midlife runner says, "Well, yo, what's going on? Are you gonna are you gonna get a haircut before the race? Are you a haircut before the race kind of runner? Um, not normally, but I am gonna get a haircut. I was gonna try and get one today, but my the timing's not working out right. Um, and so." Yeah, probably won't be today. Maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. See what I can get. I gotta. Oh, that reminds me. 
Monday, I got to take my daughter to the dentist again, so there won't be a live stream on Monday. It's going to be right around live stream time, so I won't be able to do that. Um, so no live stream Monday. Um, but yeah, I'm probably get, I, I don't I probably won't get a haircut over the weekend because the barber I like to go to is always like super packed on the weekends, um, and just they don't it just takes forever. I mean, you could I've I've sat there for an hour before waiting to get a haircut and then just left because I was like this is taking too long. Um, so like I'm probably gonna get a haircut over the weekend or or the, within like the next week. So before my next race, it's just getting too long. I don't like it. Um, and uh, yeah, I just don't like having a man bun as much as I thought I would. I thought I would love it, but I don't know. I'm not loving it. So let's try and say goodbye. Andrew Bostic says, hey, why didn't you wear Vaporfly or Applefly in your marathon? I'm asking because I'm deciding what shoe to ask for for Christmas. Hopefully come out soon. Those will be good. I don't have an Alphafly or a Vaporfly. I haven't had the next percent uh, since like late 2019. And then the Alphaflies, I did the 100-mile review of it earlier in the year. And then, you know, I got I donated them like I donate all my shoes after that. Uh, and I haven't felt the need to buy another one. So those are both great shoes for marathon running, but um, that's the main reason why I don't have them in my rotation at the moment. Shannon says, hey, Co & Co, skip marathon, marathon pace miles in the long run, Co. A long run is a workout in itself. Better to be undercooked than overcooked, and race day is only two weeks away. Yeah, I, thi I, I think I'm still going to probably do some. Um, I think just like, you know, if I start out, like today for my um, the 10K that I did, you know, I was trying to hit a certain pace, keeping in mind that, like, my legs are not fresh right now. Um, and I was having a hard time at first. But I feel like doing that effort at the middle, I was just like, oh, I don't know. I'm not even sure I'm going to hit marathon pace for this 10K today. I, I, I did. And I did okay. But I think that that was a good mental victory for me to have. And so this weekend, on Sunday, I'll throw some marathon, marathon pace miles in there. If I feel like, you know, it's worth fighting through and trying to hit some paces, I'll keep going. If not, I'll shut it down just because, yeah, it is only two weeks away. But I'm looking to have, you know, I want to have a really good test of the, I don't need a huge test of the uh, RC Elite, but I'd like to test a longer stretch of marathon pace miles in that shoe. And I feel like, you know, two weeks feels like a long taper. And so, like, I, I, I would feel, I feel like I can still squeeze in another workout. Um, on Sunday, so I'm gonna try it. I don't. I never know what to do with the taper, <laughs> so we'll see. But that's kind of like the plan for now. We'll see how it goes. But you know, uh, the like the the threshold for like should I shut this down will be pretty low. You know, so if I'm if I'm not feeling it, we'll we'll back off. Um, Tony forty nine says, when you go on your runs, do you carry your? Where do you carry your phone? I normally don't carry a phone. I did carry a phone today because to do the Ekaden Relay, you have to bring your phone or a Fitbit or a Garmin watch. I think those are the options. There's one other. I, I, mm, yeah, I think I think those are the options. Um, so I just carried the phone. But um, most of the time I don't. In the winter, it's easier to carry a phone because there's more pockets with jackets and stuff. And I'm usually not running as fast, so I don't mind if it bounces a bit. But otherwise, if I'm carrying my phone, my favorite are pants that have a back pocket, like a, pa a center back pocket, uh, like on the small of your back. That's usually the best place to put it. There's the least amount of bounce, even if you have a larger phone. I mean, if you've got like an iPhone Max, I don't know that you want to take that running. But I have um, an iPhone 11, 
I've been thinking about upgrading, but I don't think I need to upgrade. I think a phone works fine. So, um, so I, I have that size of a phone. It's got a thin case on it, um, and I can usually run most pants. If they have a back pocket, it'll fit back there. The other place I like to put it is if I'm wearing tights or half tights that have side pockets, those are, you know, and tights are, you know, a little bit snug and they're compressive, stretchy. Um, so you could put the, the phone in those side pockets and they usually don't move around too much. I don't like putting them in like regular like front pockets and shorts because then the weight just it's like slapping around all over the place. I don't like that. And then I usually don't like to put them in like jacket pockets up front if it's a workout because then it's like bouncing against you and that gets to be annoying. So, um, you know, so those so the options that I like are, are pants that have the back pocket or maybe tights with the side pockets. All right, I'm gonna scroll down. Sorry if you guys uh, had a question. I'm really far behind you guys in terms of the chat. So um, I will try and uh, keep up with you guys. But um, if you do have a question that I missed it, um, please feel free to put it in there again. Uh, I, I wanna make sure that you uh, get your questions answered. Ted and Ruth says, wasn't it Samson that lost his strength when Delilah cut the hair? Yeah, maybe, but I'm, I don't think anyone's gonna accuse me of having you know, supernatural strength. So I don't, I don't, I think I'm okay, <laughs> even if I, if I don't have cut the hair. Um, yeah, I just, uh, especially now, like with, like with, uh, neck warmers and stuff, like the long hair, it's just like, do you tuck the hair inside the buff? You know, last year it was like short enough as, as far as long hair goes, where it's still kind of stuck out the back and it was fine. Um, but now it's just like really long. And so if I were to, t I don't, I don't just don't, I just don't know what to do with it. Um, yeah, Runtime, he says, for me, running at exact marathon pace for 9 to 10 miles is a go-to Thursday workout. Maybe do that 10 days out. Yeah, see, 10 days out, that would worry me a little bit. Um, so I think my plan is going to be, you know, once the, um, after Sunday, it'll be two weeks to the marathon, I'll probably have two mini workouts, like that first, like the Thanksgiving week, um, where I'll just do like, you know, three minutes on, two minutes off at a threshold pace. Um, just to keep the legs moving fresh, but not that many reps. Um, and then I'll do a long run with like, you know, a mile on, mile off, you know, a long run, a shorter long run on that's a week out from the race. And then taper week, I might have one workout, again, a short one, um, just to keep the legs used to hard work uh, without, you know, causing too much distress to the body or without, you know, putting too much stress on the body either. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I'm, I'm thinking right now, like somewhere between, you know, six to 10 marathon pace miles on Sunday, but we'll see. I'm getting nervous because Shannon's just like very insistent and she's always very reasonable. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm being stupid here. Probably being stupid. <laughs> it's been me the whole time. Um, Jeff Elliott uses the flip belt to carry the phone unless he's using a vest for hydration. Yeah, I mean, if you got a vest, that's a great, I mean, vest is a great place to store everything. Um, and then the flip belt also works really well. Uh, Joe Masters also uses a flip belt. Um, JC is gonna be running 22 to 24 miles tomorrow, none of which will be at marathon pace, then the taper begins. See, the thing is, though, if you do a 22 to 24 mile run with no marathon pace miles, it's a long time on feet. A lot of it is just I'm impatient. I don't want to do an 18 mile run at easy pace. <laughs> this is a long time. Um, 
Yeah. I will say, though, something that I did notice today is, you know, last week I mentioned that I had an issue with the um, Adios Pro 2 and hurting, like, the my right foot. This week, uh, I haven't noticed any problems at all. So I feel like um, we'll see how things, you know, knock on wood for Sunday. But so far, the feet are feeling pretty good, as good as they can be for, like, preseason time. So uh, I'm, feel I'm feeling optimistic about that. And Eric Trapp says, for carrying the phone, the Path Project shorts with the back pocket are lifesavers for carrying phones. Totally agree. Um, they've been, I feel like they've been at the forefront of running pocket technology for a long time. Uh, and I love what they're doing. And everyone, I mean, they're what they're doing is so good that everyone's copying. I, I mean, I don't know, if, like, who's copying who, but it seems like I noticed a great phone carrying pocket in Path Project shorts, and now I'm starting to see them in all sorts of other places. Oh, Adam says, for the Ekaden really, you can use the Apple Watch, too. Did they? I should have used the Apple Watch. That would have been a lot easier. Um, but I used the phone, and it was fine. TJR says, I wish I could not carry a phone, but I got to have music at least on training runs. Maybe time to upgrade the watch. Yeah, I mean, I I have a Apple Watch. And so I just end up, instead of carrying a phone, I carry the Apple Watch so I use I run with two watches on, which is I know really weird, but like I ha I have I didn't go out and buy the Apple Watch so that I could run with it, but I ended up having one, and so it worked out for me. Uh, Tenerut says off topic question, always the best kind for the live stream. Says are you analyzing stride metrics from the stride foot pod over time? Have you noticed improvement? I have not really looked at any of the. Um, those kinds of metrics in stride. I know it's collecting them. I just don't look at them very much. I think I just really don't know what I'm looking at when it comes to a lot of those things. Um, I'm not sure how to like differentiate. Well, like, all right, here's what my stride lengths were. I guess you'd, I mean, you'd have to look at equivalent runs over time. But it just seems like a lot of work. Cause like, yeah, the stride length is going to be different on an easy run versus a fartlek, right? So I'm not sure really how to look at that, to be honest. Jackie Mai got the jitters today. He's in the taper. So hopefully he'll, he'll be fine. He'll, you're going to be you're going to be great. Uh, all right. Javelet said, I did five miles with no music or podcast today. I had my phone for work, but honestly, I'm really stressed lately. So I want to just be outside for an hour. If someone needs me, they can wait. I mean, I think it's a great it's great to unplug every once in a while. That's for sure. What? Oh, when I did the twenty mile run in New Jersey, um, when I was back for the New York City Marathon, there, I'm not sure what happened, but I listened to a podcast for a little bit, and then my Apple Watch just like stopped getting cellular signal. I don't. I mean, I was like across the Hudson from one of the biggest cities in the world. So like uh, it should have had pretty good coverage, but I don't know if the location was something or I think that Apple Watch is dying. It's a series four. So I don't know what it was, but I did most of that run with no music in. And I thought it worked out fine. I was really nervous about it, but you know, it, was, it worked out great. I felt like I was able to kind of connect with the scenery a little bit better. Um, and you know, the, the run flew by. I really enjoyed it. So it can be nice. Uh, all right, Anthony Cardella says, "Yo, Michael, you the man." Thank you. Says, "What is your favorite movie? Was your who's your favorite band or artist? All the best." Hashtag more miles, more smiles. 
My favorite movie is probably, I mean, I really like The Matrix, but, um, you know, uh, probably Office Space is a great movie. Uh, I also like Armageddon. It's a terrible movie, but I love it nevertheless. Um, so those are some movies that I like uh, a lot. I don't really watch a lot of new movies. I'm just, I don't know how people have the time to watch so many movies. Um, or I don't, I don't like prioritize it. No one in my family like makes a big priority of it. I do watch a lot of Netflix incidentally because of my, my kids. Um, but I do have an interesting game for next week. It's, it's going to be Netflix related. It's not going to be running related at all. It's going to be pretty fun. Um, speaking of Netflix, uh, my favorite band or artist, uh, you know, I, it changes. I think I don't really have one. Uh, I used to be a huge fan of fallout boy. I, th- I really enjoy that. I like Linkin Park quite a bit. Um, so those are some that I listen to. Uh, I listen to a l- pretty wide variety of music over the years. So it's changed in high school. I think I listened to a lot of Jimi Hendrix, uh, and Rage Against the Machine. Those are like very high on the playlist, which back then for me in high school was tapes. Uh, <laughs> that I had a tape. One side was a Jimi Hendrix album, and the other side was a Rage Against the Machine album, and I just listened to that all the time. Because um, instead of rewinding, you just flip it over and listen to the other album. People remember that. Remember that. Uh, but I also listened to a lot of rap. Uh, still do, but a lot of rap. Um, especially in the high school days and in college as well. So probably most def is my favorite rapper. Uh, Ray Solars with the uh, super chat. Thanks so much again, Ray. He goes, where do you get your marathon schedules nowadays? Um, I just make them up at this point. I will occasionally look at like, um, I still like to use Jack Daniels. So I'll use that as a reference a lot of times. Um, and lately, I think the biggest influence on my marathon schedules has been looking at the way Jack Daniels structures threshold workouts and VO2 max workouts for his shorter races, kind of ad- adapting that. I mean, he has different workouts that he writes for marathon training specifically as well, but like taking those concepts and applying them to my workouts for marathon training has been kind of like the biggest change I think this year. Um, so I just keep finding myself going back to that over and over. I have uh, Fitzinger's Advanced Marathoning book that I look at from time to time too, but I just kind of just keep going back to Jack Daniels uh, over and over. And I kind of, whenever I make a marathon schedule, I kind of start from the race day, figure two weeks for taper, and then I work backwards from like peak week, what are the, some of the biggest workouts I want to do, and then move back. Um, and then I usually like to work in kind of like increments of four weeks at a time from like like two weeks taper four weeks of like lots of threshold work and um and marathon pace and then for four weeks before that i'll do a lot more vo2 max work some threshold work not as much marathon pace work um and then so that takes me to like 10 weeks uh and then i like to write my plans as like 10 to 14 weeks if I'm going to get a third four-week block in there. So that's kind of like where I go with it. Um, so like, you know, and those are my three main like workout intensities is uh, other than the majority of it being easy running. There's marathon pace work, there's threshold pace work, and there's uh, VO2 max or 5K pace work. So, yeah. 
Um, PGR says, any news on timing location for a CIM shakeout run? That's a great question, and I should have an answer to that. I just don't. So, um, yeah, I, I have to take a look at all that stuff. I got to figure out. I still got to book a hotel and stuff like that, which is, you know. But I, uh, I'm thinking I'll probably do it somewhere that's going to be near where everyone knows where it is. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if we'll do it in, like, do people want to run around old Sacramento? Where do people run in Sacramento? Um, Jeff Paterka says, good morning from Seattle. Awesome. Well, good morning. And Frank says, did you feel fresh enough at Chicago? The half at about two weeks would be harder than what you were talking about. I felt I felt great at Chicago. So I felt plenty fresh. Um, yeah, and doing the half with about two weeks out from Chicago, that was 13 miles at marathon pace. So, yeah. Well, it ended up being faster than what I was going for for marathon pace. So that was pretty pretty hard. But I felt good uh, at Chicago. Really wishing that I just would have shot for 310 to get that DQ. But, you know, at the time we didn't know that there would be no buffer required to be able to get into the race. But, because I think I could have hit that. I don't know, maybe. I go back and forth as to whether I could have hit 310 had I planned on hitting 310. Shannon says, I'm sorry, Co. I have no place being insistent. I just want you to get your legs fresh, and the older we get, the longer it takes to recover. That's true. No, I appreciate I no, I appreciate the insistence. Don't don't worry about that. Um, and you know, Chris Dyker saying listen to Coach Shannon. So I'll I'll certainly consider it. But there's like a nagging part of me that's like, I shouldn't I shouldn't run a little bit more. I shouldn't do a little bit more. Get one last workout in. I don't know. I gotta I gotta like I'll let it marinate for a while. I got a couple of days till Sunday to figure it out. Um, Jeff Elliott says, you know, I think one intention, and we talked about, uh, we were talking about like time on feet a little while ago. So I think one intention of the slow 20-ish mile run is that is around the same time of your marathon or at least close. Yeah, I think so. So I haven't had any three-hour runs except for Chicago, um, this uh, training block. And that was a, Chicago was a three-hour and almost 15-minute run. Guys, you know what? Um, yesterday, it reminds me of something I'm really proud of. Yesterday evening, I uh, I met up with some friends for uh, from some law school friends, uh, and it was the first time I had seen some of them like in person in several years. Um, we were meeting because one of my friend, one of our friends in the group, uh, she got a big promotion, so we were out to celebrate. And one of the people there was like, oh, hey, I uh, saw that you ran Chicago. Great job. You had a great time. Would you run like 328? And I was just like, I let it go. I didn't be like, um, it was more like 315. Um, I was just like, yep. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for the congratulations. I just felt like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. He did, the, the time didn't matter to him. And so like, it felt it would have, I was like, it would have felt weird to be like, um, actually, I was a little bit faster than that. So I feel like, you know, I didn't want to be like in at the table full. Of my running buddy is one of the people there. But like I didn't want to be like at a table full of like lawyers and be like, hey, guys, guess what? I quit my lawyer job and now I'm a runner. Let's talk about running all night. I mean, everyone there uh, was a run is a runner, though. So um, so it was we did talk about a little bit about running, but I was just I didn't want to be like that guy. So I was just like, yep. 328. That's what I ran in Chicago. No. <laughs> I don't know why, but I felt really proud of myself for not correcting that too much. 
Slow roll said, Des passed by me again this morning in Tempe. Not taking it personal. Great to witness a legend at work. Did you try in secret race? Um, I don't. I would not try to secret race. That's that's not good. Did she come? Was it a flyby or did you like? She, did she pass you? Because mm. I could. I I bet you there's a lot of people that like see her pass and like then try to like keep up with her. But she probably was just like whatever. She wouldn't. I don't think she would care. Either that or she would slowly drop the hammer on you. And like not even break a sweat. Just be like, you want to keep up? Let's see. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think Des would do if someone were to like start trying to keep pace with her on a run? I think she'd just be like, whatever. She's got the creepies. <laughs> All right. Steve says a hard effort. Park run 5K tomorrow morning. Awesome. Do you have a glass of red wine or Bailey's tonight? It's been a tough week. I would say yeah. Go for it. I mean, I'd say if you could do it a little bit before bedtime to give your body a bit more time to process it before you hit the hay. Uh, I think that'd be a little bit better, but you know, get some get some relax, uh, get some relaxation in. Um, and if that's one of the ways you want to do it, I think that's fine. I think that's I think that would I think that would totally be okay. Um, I had several drinks last night before the 10k time trial today. I was reg I was regretting. I I don't regret it, but like I, in the moment during the 10k, I was like, oh boy, that was a bad idea. So as long as you're willing to be like, well, maybe I don't. I don't think one is going to really affect it. Some people, you know, that's their pre-race tradition is to have like a drink to kind of calm the nerves before a big race. So I don't think one is going to give you a big problem. PJR says, I really want Pat to do a short with the pocket configuration of the pants: one large, two small in the back, and the two hand pockets on the side. Um, don't they don't do that already? Like the Sykes? No, not the Sykes. Which is, I have the one that's like a seven inch pant. That one doesn't have all those pockets. I'm not sure. I would check that. Mm, but you know, you might not want to run in a site. Cause I think on the five inch, it's not like that way. But I think like you get the seven inch and they give you more pocket. I, I th I th I'm pretty sure that is. We'll have to double check. Uh, Keith Cruz says he liked the rabbit half tights. They're amazing for gels and phone. Hard to use anything else now. Th those, those are really great half tights. They may be my favorite half tights right now. I agree. Because the, the placement of the pocket is a little bit lower, too. So if you do want to wear a flip belt, it won't interfere with the flip belt, too. So that's like another, I feel like it's a very thoughtful product. Mm. Jeff says, I've been enjoying the Matt Legrand thing with all the other running tech people. I knew you were going to go with the polar due to the polar flow. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get the chance to see that video yet. Um, but I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it was a lot of fun um, to put those together. And I know like making those kinds of videos is so much work. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking that out. If you guys haven't, uh, I mean, I think you guys all follow Matt Legrand, um, but he's been putting together a series. He asked like a bunch of questions to everybody and then we all filmed it and then sent it to him. And he's gonna edit them into a collection of videos, which I think is super, super cool. And I feel like is Matt at 10,000 subscribers yet? I just feel like that's a channel where I always forget. I'm like, I forget that this channel is like incredibly small relative to like the, the level of the content he's putting out. It's amazing. Mm, all right. Mm, Dario Vincent says, for the phone, Wallaco tights have the perfect pocket for large phones. I downgraded the iPhone mini so any pocket can accommodate it. The best running decision this year. 
Yeah, see, you know what? I feel like um, for me, the killer phone would be iPhone mini size or like the iPhone SE, the ones with the square edges. I just love that design. I never had one with the square edges. Um, but that size, you know, like a four inch screen or something like that, really, really small and a good camera. Like if they could put those two in there together, I don't care if it's a small battery life. I don't care if it's a small hard drive space, whatever. But those are like the size and camera. Like those are the two things that I want um, because I don't want to be spending more time on my phone anyways. Spend too much fine time on the phone. And so like I just, I think I just want to go with a smaller, a smaller phone. Because then it makes it just easier. It's more portable. Like phones are too big, in my opinion. But I can understand why people want them. But I'm trying to go the same way as you. But I've never tried Rolico. I did see someone running in Rolico. I was running behind someone in, Ro in Rolico pants today on my warm-up. Uh, was it today or yesterday? I don't remember. Uh, I think it was today. Yesterday I ran in the dark. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a brand that I see everywhere online. And that's the first time I ever saw the product in person. Marcelo Faria says, five days off after a half marathon. How much time do you take off after a big race? Sorry about my English. It's not my primary language. Cheers from Brazil. English is great. I totally understand what you're saying. You're five days out. Um, and how much time would I take off? I think for me, I love to run and I love active recovery. And so usually if I run a marathon on a Sunday, by Wednesday, I'm itching to do something. So I'll take like Monday off. I'll take Tuesday off. And then by the third day, I want to do something. What I used to do was a very easy run, like 15 minutes out and then 15 minutes back. But after Chicago, now that I have a bike, that Wednesday, I just went for a e very easy, a very leisurely bike ride. That was great. I thought that it, like it, was, it got the heart rate moving. It got the legs moving as well, but zero impact. So like that I thought was great. So um, I know that's going to be fast, like a quick return for a lot of people. Um, so a lot of people will take, you know, that first week off or depending on how long you've been training for it, you know, that's, that might be a lot of people like to take like a two week block away, uh, you know, away from running, um, you know, one or two times a year. I don't like doing that just cause I like running, but, um, that's something that's pretty normal that a lot of people do. Um, but I think that it's a great time to listen to your body. It's going to depend on, you know, how much, you know, stress did you put your body through for that race and for the training so like if you were you know just barely made it to the starting line and your body's really banged up by the end of the race give yourself more time that's a really great time to do some other things um, do some cross training like getting on the bike um, but also um, you know if you are feeling good and want to get back to it sooner I don't think that there's necessarily a hard and fast rule about when you can start up again I would probably wait you know, at least a week before you start thinking about workouts again. Um, just because, you know, uh, a half marathon, I think you can come back from a little bit faster than a marathon, but the marathon, you know, it's pretty taxing on the body. And so you want to let the body come back a little bit. Uh, all right. Air Trap says, stoked for Matrix Resurrections. Co, I'm very excited for that. Um, and at this point, I just feel like um, Neo and John Wick have merged in my mind al already, and it's going to merge even more now that there's like a gray-haired Neo that's going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm just super excited. Um, so I think it's going to be really good. 
like the trailer was in, i mean i normally don't even watch trailers like a type of video that i never watch on youtube is trailer reaction videos i'm like i wouldn't watch a trailer let alone someone's reaction to a trailer but i watched that trailer and i was super excited for it Ray says, I love The Matrix. I know what you're thinking. Should have taken the blue pill. I mean, I feel like we can all relate to that every once in a while, right? Johnny Sharpie says, hey, Co, did you get the Rebel 2 to 100 miles? I don't think so. I think I'm only at like 20 miles on that shoot. Um yeah, I think it's going to take me a while to get there because now it's getting cold. But, like, I know that, I mean, I think that that shoe probably will do really well in cold weather because of the materials involved. And also there's just a lot of rubber on the outsole. So it might be a good winter road running shoe. Um, but at the point that I got it, it was kind of like a not a great time for me to get it because at that point I was doing workouts that I would have rather been in carbon-plated shoes for and then the easy runs or the other runs that I was doing were longer than I wanted to be in the Rebel for. And I don't think I'd want to take that shoe for more than 10 miles at a time. I, I just don't think it's that. I, I would like more. It's very responsive and very low to the ground. And it's a very fast shoe for me. But I don't like it for longer running. That's just been my preference. Maybe my mind will change as I get older. Jonathan says, as far as phones, they upgraded to the 12s earlier in the year. The wife got them both the 12 Pros, but he returned his for the 12 Mini and doesn't regret it. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Getting the 12 and not, well, if it was earlier this year, then maybe the 13 wasn't out yet, but mm. maybe I'll try the Mini. I don't take that many iPhone videos or photos anymore, but I do find that a lot of my stuff with the kids is with the phone, with the iPhones. So, mm, I don't know. I like having the, the three cameras. Cuddle says, go back to the Nokia 3310. Oh, man, wouldn't that be something? Remember the quality of those phones? One of the things that I remember, whenever someone, someone tells me or whenever I think about, um, like, cell, like, old school cell phone camera phones, like, from, like, flip phone days and stuff, it reminds me of when my wife and I went to Paris. Uh, we went to Paris, this would have been like, I don't know, 2004, 2003, a really long time ago. Um, this was before we were married. And we went to Paris and we went to the Louvre and we saw the Mona Lisa, which is a very small painting. You know, like when you see it like depicted on television, it looks like it's giant, like a, like a really big canvas, like poster size. It's not. And the strange thing is, like, it's in, it's got a room by, I don't know if it still does, but at the time it had a room by itself. Or was it the Musée d'Orsay? I don't remember. But the Mona Lisa has a room by itself, or had a room by itself. And it's it's in a, in a glass box to keep it protected from, I'm guessing, atmosphere. But um, everyone was there. I had, a, like, a reg I had, like, a point-and-shoot camera. No, I think I had a Nikon. I think I was using the D3100 at the time, maybe. But anyway, um... I don't think I was using film. Oh, I think I was using film back then. Was I? I don't know. Anyway, not a big part of the story. When we're at the Mona Lisa, you know, everyone's trying to get real close to get a good look at it and stare at it for a long time, which makes sense. It's the, it's a masterpiece. But um, people at the time were taking pictures with their 
2003 flip phones. And like they would look at it and they would be like, ah, I got a good one. And I'm just like, I would love to see what those pictures look like today. Like I feel like at the time that was like, that looks like a crappy flip phone camera picture. But like now looking at it with like the, the, the context of like we have really great ca- camera phones have like killed the point and shoot industry basically or our market segment. You know, like we have camera phones that are that good. Like what is it, what's the reaction of people that look at flip phone cam- like photographs of the Mona Lisa 20 years later? I don't know. Anyone else? Um, JT says, hi, is it hard on the joints to rotate between a zero drop shoe and a shoe like the Hoka Clifton? I would say probably not. I don't think the joints are the issue. I think a lot for a lot of people, it's uh, the Achilles that's a, a problem. Um, like I think, isn't that what most people have the problem with? Like that's the where the drop issues are. Uh, but the Clifton is a five millimeter drop, um, and I think the difference between five millimeter and zero is not a ton. So if you're used to the Clifton, um, then I think converting over to a zero drop shoe would be relatively easy. In fact, even I feel like the most like extreme in terms of people that uh there's a lot of people out there that think like you have to transition from like an eight or ten millimeter shoe to a zero drop shoe um i don't know i think is like my superpower is that i'm good at transitioning between different it's a weird obscure superpower but seems to be very useful as a shoe reviewer but um some people say like it takes months to transition from a 10 millimeter shoe to a zero drop shoe and you should probably find some sort of four or five millimeter drop shoe in between but that in-between step is usually a four or five millimeter shoe, like a topo or not all topos. Some topos are zero drop, but top- a lot of topos are five miller or four millimeter drop. And a lot the Clifton has been five millimeters for, I think, from the beginning. Right. I think um, so. Like, I don't I don't think that it's going to be a big problem. Uh, Adam Beer says he can't stand Keanu. I love Keanu Reeves. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I just. He's he's such a strange person, I just but I just really like him. Uh, Joe Master says I love trailers. Even a bad movie can have a good trailer. And you're only giving up a few minutes versus like an hour and a half. Well, that makes sense. That's a good point. Maybe I should watch more trailers since I don't really watch movies. Uh, Anthony Cardella says, Are you a fan of heart rate chest straps? I am. I all summer long I run in them. Uh, I st- I transition from them to armbands in the winter time because in the winter you're not sweating as much, and they don't conduct that well for me. I I don't know. Like I have a hard time with like uh, all heart rate monitor like optical heart rate monitors on the wrist never work for me. So I can use an optical heart rate monitor on the upper arm or on the forearm that works, but on the wrist it just never quite works. I have a hard time getting a good reading uh, on the wrist. Um, and on the chest, it works well for me as long as it's conducting well, like in the summertime when I'm sweating. Uh, <laughs> C76 says, a warning to prisoners of the Matrix, snitches get glitches. <laughs> uh, the sound, I think it's not my favorite rimshot sound, but it's a pretty good one. I like it. It, it came with this audio recorder that I'm using. Dr. Josh says, I enjoy the Motorola Razor. I loved that phone. My wife and I had matching Motorola Razors for a very long time. It was awesome. 
Um, that was a good one. I still think my favorite phone ever was my two favorite phones. In terms of like flip phones, my Motorola StarTac was my favorite one. Um, it had such great battery life. I mean, because all we were doing with it was calling people. We weren't, you know, doing the things we ask our phones to do now. But it had such great battery life that I even got an aftermarket battery that was slimmer than the default battery. Because I was like, I'm willing to trade battery life for size. That's where we were at. And this would have been back in like 1998 or so. And then of smartphones, my favorite one ever was the Nexus 4. It was a perfect size, great weight, beautiful phone, just worked. And we didn't. I missed that one. Uh, Kit says hi, Co. Hi, Kit. Mm, Simon S. Collins says Philly Marathon in less than two days. Any tips for avoiding GI issues? I would say, at two days out, um, my things would be like, you know, trust in your routine. So, what are the things that you did that worked out well for long runs, like for beforehand? or during in terms of fueling, if you did any fueling, you know, hopefully you did. So that way, you know, don't um, try a bunch of new stuff. Don't be like, oh, I heard this new thing where you're supposed to eat this many gels beforehand and like keep eating them all throughout. Never done that before. Like probably not try that, you know, like go with what's been like tested. Um, I think there's a reason why uh, a lot of athletes ha like have developed a routine. I don't think it's like superstition, like in baseball where like someone never steps on the foul line as they exit the dugout. It's not a superstition. I think the reason why long distance runners have very specific routines before races is because they know that they can trust it. They've had like, it doesn't guarantee success, but it maximizes the probability of avoiding a bad uh, situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, so that, that would be my recommendation um, to avoid GI issues. Um, we heard from Seth. Uh, at least you guys, I, I didn't see him talk about it, but you guys told me that Seth was saying that when he was in New York, he had the GI issues uh, because he was having, enjoying too much different kinds of food than what he normally ate when he was there during New York Marathon Week. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that you want to kind of be aware of. Uh, if it's a race that you're traveling for, um, you know, um, I usually have like a, a set of things that I've kind of just started enjoying whenever I travel for a race. It's usually trying to find a whole foods and eating from the, the, the food that's there. If it's, you know, I kind of look for the same things over and over. Mm. All right, let's scroll down. I'm gonna get a couple more and then I gotta, um, then I gotta look for answer today. Not life says for Philly. Don't eat the Philly cheesesteak sandwich before the run, unless you've been eating Philly cheesesteak sandwiches before the run. And that's how you know. Um, as far as Philly cheesesteak sandwiches go, you know I like mine with the cheese whiz. That kind of meat for me, it's like what makes it a cheesesteak. Clearly, the steak makes it the cheesesteak. But like, you know, I really like I like it with onions. I want it with the cheese whiz. Provolone, not as exciting me on the run um anthony cardella says do you plan on doing iron man in the future i don't i don't know um it just seems like so much work um but i i gotta i if before i can do anything i gotta get better at swimming 
you know, even before I do another like um, Olympic distance triathlon, I want to get better at swimming. I've been waiting for the indoor mass mandate still is in effect in Chicago. And so like um, thinking once CIM is over and then, you know, I, I won't have any, I don't think I have any races on the calendar um, after that. So like, I'll just be kind of like exercising for fun. Not with, I mean, I always exercise for fun, but not following any particular training plan. And so I'd like to get back into the pool a little bit more. Um, Cause it's been a long time since I swam. Uh, basically since it was warm enough to swim in the lake, that was the last time I swam. So uh, it's been a while, I'd like to get back into it. And that's gotta be the first thing before I can really decide. Like, cause it, it, given my current rate, like even if I got built some sort of endurance to swim at my current speed, I wouldn't want to do an Ironman. I feel like it's a bit just too long of a swim at my current speed to try and do it. It would just make for a miserable day. Yeah. So I got to get better at swimming. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, slow roll says, uh, for my past two races, I've stayed next to Whole Foods, and it's been a godsend. Right? Right? In Houston, I, I definitely, like, the only place that I ate. Well, there was a pizza place across the street from the hotel where I stayed. I definitely had pizza. But uh, all my other meals were Whole Foods, which I felt like, I don't know, Houston's a pretty good food city. I should maybe venture out. But I was like, no, I'm here for a race. I'm going to just eat Whole Foods a whole bunch. So I do kind of like it. Just avoid the pizza. The Whole Foods pizza is never good. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's a good place to leave it for today, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Remember, Monday, I got to take my daughter to the dentist, so there won't be a live stream, but I'll see you guys Tuesday. I'm thinking Tuesday we'll play a game, and then we'll move the mukbang to Wednesday since we'll miss Monday. So I got, I got some interesting ideas for both. I think it should be a lot of fun. So hopefully I'll see you guys then. There'll be videos between now and then, but the next time I see you guys live will be Tuesday. So... In the meantime, I hope you guys have a really great time out there running this weekend. Good luck to everybody running Philly this weekend. Hope you guys are going to nail it. It's going to be awesome. And uh, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.